0: Welcome back to Sports Lab. As always, I'm Ben Shoup,
1: and I'm H.L. where. It's a pleasure to have you guys back. And uh, we are at the most uh, notable weekend in sports. One could argue Super Bowl weekend.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Big weekend. A um, lot of lot of different sports being played. A lot of come lot coming up. Um, I mean, February is a big month in sports. Always, um, just with NBA trade deadline, NHL trade deadline. You got brackets coming out for college basketball. You got the Super Bowl. So February is a big, big month. Um, but yeah, let's start it off with obviously the biggest game of the weekend. Um, everybody's going to, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's every year they pretty much come close to breaking the record for most views on a Super Bowl. And I don't think, I think this year will break it again because it's one of those Super Bowls where everybody, unless you're obviously like you some for some reason hate Cincy or hate the Rams you're going to want to watch the Super Bowl because it's two quarterbacks that everybody loves. Um, But we'll start it off talking about a little bit. um, The Rams are favored by four points. It's a four-four-point spread. Um, Do you think that's a little too high, a little too low? Do you think the Bengals are going to win? What are your thoughts on the game? Um, And then just overall prediction of the game.
1: Um, I think that's a fair uh, bookmaker odd. Um, Odds, uh, you have a division winner in the – Yes, I believe that the Rams won that NFC West division.
0: Uh, actually, I, do, I believe they the Cardinals squeaked it out, I think.
1: Or, or no, the Rams did host. So I think, oh, you know what? I think they won on account of while they lost to San Francisco, um, the Cardinals had also lost to the Seahawks. So that's what, so they did. Okay. Yeah, because
0: um, it was also the first, it's the first time, I believe, in about, Over ten years, that it's the first Super Bowl without the first three seeds in each conference making it, because the Bengals are four, and so are the Rams. So it's the first time that a four, two four seeds have made it to a Super Bowl. But go on with your prediction.
1: (laughs) Right, but uh, no, I think four is a is a fair number to give, um, because you have I would say on paper the Rams would would and should be favored, um, just given how the rosters break down a lot more veteran presence, meaning more Super Bowl experience too, from guys like Aaron Donald, and I believe Cooper Cup. Uh, so I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, my prediction, though, is uh, technically I, I would suggest maybe taking Cincinnati uh, plus four because I would have the Rams winning, but only by a field goal. I would predict we might see a, uh, a, a Matt Gay field goal to win it. Um, so I would have something along the lines of maybe 31-28 rams but i'm happy with anything um that that transpires as, as mentioned before
0: yeah i could see this game going a lot of different ways i mean for one obviously the rams i mean I'm, i think the rams are going to win no matter what i just i think they're a better team they're more suited for this super bowl i think a lot they i just think they have more talent overall on both sides of the ball. Um, I mean, Cooper Cup obviously has done what he's done this year. Matt Stafford has done what he's done this whole career. You got Aaron Donald, who might go down as the greatest defensive player ever, might. I mean, it's arguable. You got Jalen Ramsey, one of the greatest corners, arguably ever. I mean, you just and Von Miller already a Super Bowl MVP. So you just already have so much there. And I do think that Zach Taylor's not as good of a coach as um I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, yeah, Sean McVay. So I think McVay is a better coach. I think the Rams are over a better, better team. But again, we've seen it this whole playoffs. Everybody's doubted the Bengals. I would love to see the Bengals win it, too. Um, I would love to see both these teams win it. I think there's a lot of guys on both teams that deserved to win it. But I am going to go with the Rams. I'm going to go with a little bit of a bigger margin. I'm going to go more like 35-27 type of score. Um, but I do think it's gonna be a close game. I hope it's a close game because the last thing I think anybody wants is just an absolute blowout, especially when it's two teams that you just ninety percent of the of America doesn't hate either of these teams.
1: Or we'd um, also want to avoid that the most recent Patriots Rams Super Bowl that was a stinker thirteen three. I would if we could avoid that. That'd be very ideal.
0: Yeah, yeah. I hope there's I hope there's a lot of points. I hope the over hits. Um, even though I'm not betting on it or anything, but I hope that I just hope there's a lot of points. I mean, it, it, I just hope it's a good game, and I think it will be a good game. Um, and we'll see. Um, but so when it comes down to, obviously we know we have our predictions on teams who are going to win, but the big question every Super Bowl is, who is going to go away as Super Bowl MVP, the biggest, one of the biggest awards in the NFL. Um, some people would argue that it's more important to get a Super Bowl MVP than it is to get an actual regular season MVP. Um, I mean, I'd probably actually put, put myself on that, that board saying, if you win a Super Bowl MVP, that's more impressive than winning an actual MVP, but we'll see. Obviously it can be anybody. Do you think this is the year where it's not a quarterback?
1: In fact, I do. And, but however, my answer, it might not be the the next guy that you would automatically go to. Um, I, his name came up before and I'll ride with it again. I think we will see Cooper cup as a super bowl MVP. I think he'll haul in enough uh, touchdowns and yards um, to, to corral it. Um, and I think while Aaron Donald will have a monster game and next that for course, will have to make those throws and, and passes. Um, I, I just, my, my guts tell me that Cooper cup will get it. Um, as he came very close to breaking that record, I think in the regular season, that was that just fell short. But I think he will get it this year, and uh, that'd be a cool story. I'd be in for that for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it is tough to say. Like, obviously, because there's just the long history of quarterbacks getting the award. Um, I think in order for Cooper Cup to get it, he has to have a monster game. On top of Matt Stafford has to throw at least one interception for me, because that then you'll. I mean you'll see then the voters start to change. But if Matt Stafford has a perfect game, along with Cooper Cup having an insane game, it's going to be a close call on who they give it to. But since I do think the Rams are going to win, I'm going to go with Matt Stafford. I think he's going to get it. I think he's going to play one of the best games ever of his life because he's been waiting for this moment his whole life. Um, But let's go to the other side. So we both think the Rams are going to win. If the Bengals win, who do you think is going to be that guy that steps up and potentially becomes the Super Bowl MVP?
1: In that case, I would I would have to go with probably the basic answer, and that's that's Joey B. Um, i he, a way to think of it is I I think it could be controversial, and maybe it, maybe it would be, but I'll say this: I think Joe Burrow means more to the Bengals than Matt Stafford does to the Rams, only because of all the talent down the list on that Rams roster. That's what I would offer.
0: Yeah, that's that, that's a good point. Um... Joe Burrow does. He's gonna to have to show up in this game if they if they even want a shot. Um, and I think I mean I think he will. I think like I said I think it's gonna be a good game. Um, but if the Bengals, I'm actually gonna go with a dark horse guy here. I'm gonna go with T Higgins if if, he, if the Bengals win it. And here's why. Obviously Jalen Ramsey I think is going to do. I don't think he's gonna completely shut down Chase, but he's gonna make it. So Chase isn't gonna have a big game in my opinion, especially if Ramsey's guarding him all game. And I think that will leave a lot of opportunity for T Higgins on the other side. He's had those games before where he's broken out. He's had big games. So if the Bengals win, I'm gonna go with T Higgins. It's a little bit of a dark horse for a Super Bowl MVP, but it would be cool to see a guy like that get it. Who I mean, I've been a fan of T Higgins ever since he was at Clemson. I mean, he was he's always been just a great receiver. I wanted the Bills to get him, um, but he's in Cincy now. But so that's that that's my that's my MVP prediction. Um but yeah, so any last thoughts on the Super Bowl? Any last words, any last predictions or anything? Any crazy predictions that you have for the Super Bowl?
1: Um, oh, here's one. I think uh, it will be color-coordinated for the Gatorade, depending on which team wins. So I would have orange if the Bengals win, and I would have yellow if the Rams win. I think that's what they'll be sipping on, and I think that's what it will be to correspond with the winning team
0: the only prediction i will make that is a bold prediction i think one of these two things will happen either obj is going to throw for a touchdown or johnny hecker the punter they run a fake punt because sean McVay is a loves to run fake punts Sean, I, i think johnny hecker has a chance to throw a pass in the super bowl so those are my two bold predictions we'll see if any any of the three that we said are true um I mean, obviously, there's going to be a lot of things people are paying attention to on the Super Bowl. It's a big day. It's all about the coin toss, the anthem, the halftime show. It's just a big day, and I hope everybody has fun watching it. But let's move on. Let's get into a little bit of NBA. Big week of NBA. Trade deadline happened. I think we got to start off with the biggest trade of the whole entire trade deadline. James Harden, in two years, has been traded twice now. And if I'm being honest, in my opinion, I think the Sixers lost this trade. Um, and here's why: I get Ben Simmons has had his issues. He's had his off-the-court issues. He's had even his on-the-court issues with not being able to shoot. But you put him on a team like the Nets, along now Seth Curry's going over there, and Andre Drummond. I think this is perfect trade for the Nets. They get a guy that doesn't need to shoot. Ben Simmons does not need to shoot, especially if that now Kyrie might be able to play soon at home. Now, if they lift that vaccine mandate. So you add Ben Simmons, you can move the ball, pass the ball, play defense, which is something James Harden isn't exactly known for. And then you get another shooter in Steph or Seth Curry for your bench, and you get a backup center in Andre Drummond or even potential starting center. Um, I, I don't think you can get much better than that. And you get two first round picks out of it. So I love the trade on the net side. Obviously the Sixers, I do think it was time to move on for Ben Simmons. You needed to pull the trigger on this trade, but I feel like he gave up a little bit too much, or I wish they would have maybe said, hey, we'll keep Seth and, and, and Andre Drummond and maybe gave up um, somebody else like Tobias Harris and got rid of that contract. But obviously it's hard to get rid of those too big of contracts. So... I think the Nets won the trade overall both teams I think got what they wanted though and it's going to be create an interesting dynamic now in the east again to see what what this trade does for both teams so that's my take on it what are your thoughts on the whole trade.
1: Uh, It was definitely groundbreaking because of course we heard Steve Nash claim that he the Harden will not be traded before the deadline ends Uh, that all goes to up in pieces Um. Personally, I, I am just not a Ben Simmons believer. I do not uh, take faith in any of his abilities. I, it's just, from what I've seen, I'm sorry, but it's just the case. So I think, uh, I, know, I it maybe is kind of the opposite. I kind of think that the Nets were almost bullied into making the deal um, because of the pressure mounting with Harden. And it's kind of like, if you're going to trade him to Philly, how, there was kind of no way to avoid uh, getting Simmons because they're not going to trade Embiid. And then it's just picks because like to- Harris doesn't match the level of, um, Harden. However, uh, it would have been nice in my opinion, if they could have found a way to get Tyrese Maxey. Um, but I know the Sixers were adamant on keeping him, but so right now at face value, I would actually say, uh, it goes to the Sixers. However, that could change. My thing is going to be those picks, Do those picks because we know they're going to be probably uh, maybe 23, 24 ish, but that could change if, if they go further. So that that could match to like that late first round talent. Um, that's a little bit below like Donovan Mitchell. I think he was like 15 ish, but if you can get a guy to, and it's gonna be two uh, like that, I think that the Nets will end up winning. Um, but as of now, I'll just take the Sixers because Harden, former MVP, um sure his defensive struggles are public uh but I just I I really don't see I see so little value in Ben Simmons um I'm just not a believer at all so hey, but hey that could change but right now very interested to see what happens with uh Embiid Harden and uh Maxie Harris whoever you want to call that three and then interestingly enough too is Irving Durant and Simmons so that's what I'll say. And Just just, uh, interesting, you don't often see uh, within the the same division trade. So that is how I would chalk it up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can look at this. I mean, obviously, both teams essentially – I don't know if the Nets exactly got exactly what they were looking for, but it's not too far-fetched from what people thought they would be able to get for Harden. I mean – you got two first round picks. The second one is in five years. It's twenty twenty seven. So who knows what they, I mean, who knows Philly in five years could be, a, again, another bottom feeding team. Um, I mean, Harden, the other thing with me is Harden's getting older. He's about to be, I believe 32 or he already is 32. And you have seen kind of a little bit of a step back this season. I don't know if it's because of the new rule change, obviously he's not getting as many calls. Um, or if it was just being in Brooklyn, playing with KD, playing with Kyrie, I, I don't know if it was just that team. Um, but we'll see how he does with Embiid over there in Philly, and we'll see how Ben Simmons can come back. Maybe, maybe KD and Kyrie will teach him how to shoot. I don't know. Um, but I, I think I, I just think for the Nets, it was huge to pick up those two bench pieces in Curry and Drummond. I think that's going to help their bench so much. But we shall see at what. What, what transpires for the rest of the season after they start playing with their new teams. Um,
1: on that. One is I think it should be noted that the Cleveland Cavaliers won the overall Harden trade uh, from when he went to the Nets. Got to put that out there. And two, what I'm really hoping this doesn't do is this guy is so underappreciated. I, if I could shake his hand, insert that. I want to shake your hand. name right now is Cam Thomas of the Nets. That guy is awesome. For Long Island he consistently has I believe 30 point games and even multiple 40 point games and I think he just had a 20 high 20 point game for Brooklyn so I'm just really hoping that this trade doesn't take down his minutes um, for Brooklyn, but we'll see but I just got to give that shout out to cam Thomas huge fan.
0: yeah cam Thomas I have been I have been seeing him a lot recently popping up. Um, I, I think I think this trade also tells me that the fact that they didn't want Tobias tells me. They have a lot of faith in Cam Thomas because Cam Thomas is a small forward. Seth Curry is more of a shooting guard, point guard, and you get Drummond. So I I think Cam Thomas will have another big role on that bench, coming off the bench. But now you got three guys coming off the bench that you can rely on. And obviously Drummond not maybe to get points, but Drummond is one of the best rebounders in the league, if of all time, one of the best rebounders. And then you got Seth Curry, a three-point shooter, Cam Thomas coming off the bench. So, I I mean – we'll see how it turns out, see if it works out for both teams, but yeah, that was the biggest trade of the trade deadline, but let's, let's get moving on to another trade. I want to talk about uh, your, your team, the LA Clippers. They made two moves that were one was very interesting to me. Let's talk about that one first. It's the four team trade with the Bucs, Clippers Kings and Pistons. My thing is, you guys were looking for a lot of kind of a center bench presence on the center as a center trading away surge. I know he wasn't really working out there a lot um, and he kind of had his issues. I heard at least, I don't know if you are a differently officer at Clippers fan, so you probably know more
1: really, health and injury is, is what I would get out of it.
0: Yeah. But I will say, I like what you guys got back. Um, in Rodney Hood and Semi Ojole, Hood not as much. I've always been a big fan of Semi Ojole. I always think he's a very good bench guy that can he can shoot a little threes. He can get down in there. He can make those dirty plays, not dirty as in hurting someone, but get in there and really you know fight for it. Um, but it's just a weird trade in all aspects for every team. I don't really know if there's a certain team that won this. If I had to say, I'd probably say the Kings. I, I like DiVincenzo. I think. They replaced Buddy Heald with DiVincenzo now, and now that Sabonis trade makes a lot more sense to me. Um, but it was just a lot happening in this trade. Overall, I'll go over right now just before you, you go. I'll say the whole trade. So the, the Bucks got Serge Ibaka, two second round picks, one from Sacramento, one from Detroit, and cash considerations from the Clippers. The Clippers got Rodney Hood, Semi Ogilvy, and Vanja Marinkovic from Sacramento. I, I, I don't even know if he'll play for you guys. Um, the Kings got Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, Trey Lyles, David Menente. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. Uh, another guy from the Clippers and a second-round pick from Detroit. And then Pistons got Marvin Bagley Jr., who's finally out of Sacramento. So a lot of movement. What are your thoughts? Obviously, you're a Clippers fan, so you you probably looked in-depth into this trade.
1: Um, I, I get that it was probably time for Serge to go. It just wasn't working out with – injuries and health concerns. I would have liked to net a little bit more from the Bucks. Maybe that's greedy. Um, I would have loved to see them maybe part ways with Jordan and Wara. But considering that he blocked Katie, and I think crossed somebody up as well. It was probably not what they were looking to do. Um, but maybe semi originally can reinvent himself uh, here, uh, or even just improve on what he's doing already And hood can channel those uh, those Portland Trailblazer Utah Jazz uh, I know he was Pretty talented then. Um, so I get that it was a salary dump, and sometimes it has to happen. Uh, yeah, Marvin Bagley uh, finally gets out of Sacramento. I would have thought he would have been involved with another pretty uh, big trade and he would have been headed to Indianapolis, but that was not the case. So he heads to the same division into Detroit. Um, Divincenzo, Sen- funny because he, of course, was supposed to be traded to Sacramento last year. That got voided and then nullified, but now he does end up with the Kings. So that's pretty humorous. Um, I think Trey Lyles and another player went in that deal as well, into Sacramento as well.
0: Yes, I have it pulled up right here. I just went off of it. Uh, to Sacramento, it was Josh Jackson, also, Josh was Jackson. The third one. Uh,
1: yeah, Josh Jackson. Kind of a, probably can be considered a boss However, I always got to give a shout out because I handed him the ball in a G League game in Mississippi. So I appreciate you taking that with uh, giving me a wink back. But, uh, and then you have the other portion of that deal was uh, Pistons, the Bucks. Clippers, and, and the Bucs.
0: Oh, the Pistons got Marvin Bagley.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was already covered. So, uh, yeah, we'll see who wins it. A lot of possibilities uh, going on here. Um, but, yeah, very interesting. Um, I, I'll bring up a trade, uh, one that at first I was like, oh, darn, I wanted him to stay with this team. And that involves your, your guys. But then when I saw the price, I was like, ah, maybe maybe the Spurs didn't, didn't take a huge on now, that. And that's Derek White to Boston. I would have, because I'm not a Celtic guy, but and I do like the Spurs. I wish Derek White stayed there. But you get uh, Romeo Langford a pick. And then am I missing somebody else? Uh,
0: so it's, it's Derek White to the Celtics. Spurs get Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford, a first rounder protected this year. I don't know what is protected. I'm guessing lottery protected. Um, And then a 2028 first first-round pick swap. So that was an interesting part of the trade to me, too. Um, Obviously, being a Celtics fan. At first, when I saw this trade, because I liked Josh Richardson. I loved him on the team. But when you really look at the trade, Langford wasn't really doing much for us. He he was playing off the bench here and there, but not doing too much. Um, I would have liked to keep our first-round pick this year. But to get a guy like Derek White to replace Dennis Schroeder, who that was another trade that we'll get to that is blew my mind that we made that trade. Um, but I mean, I, I like it. I like the trade overall. I like bringing in Derek white and I love the pick swap in 2028 because again, I mean, I'm always going to expect the Celtics, especially now with Tatum and Brown for these next few years to be a very good team for these years. So I don't expect us to be worse than the Spurs for at least a couple of years. And obviously by 2028, a lot can change. Um, but overall, as a Celtics fan, I love the trade. Um, but yeah, that was those were the final two pieces to that trade. So uh, you can continue with whatever you're saying about the trade.
1: No, yeah. So, uh, at you at, at first glance, you might think uh, the the Celtics fleece the Spurs, but then not necessarily the case with those picks involved and in Richardson and um, Langford, Romeo, Romeo Langford. Uh, so, yeah, that's how I would see that's an hey, We can move on to that last deal, which seemed like maybe even be a buzzer-beater deal, the Schroeder-Tice uh, deal. So, yeah, Daniel Tice heads back to Boston for Schroeder and Enos Freedom, who will be waived. Um, the funny comment there was uh, he will exemplify his last name. Um, so, yeah, Schroeder just did not quite work out for Boston, and you have uh, the old friend and Daniel Tice going back. So we'll see what happens uh, with both of those players. Um, in a a Celtic Rockets.
0: Um, Yeah, that trade as a Celtics fan really did not – it just rubbed me the wrong way because of the fact that I think you could have gotten more out of Schroeder, especially hearing that the Lakers were interested again. There were a lot of teams that I think were interested. And to get a guy that you traded last year – they traded Tice last year for Juan Hernan Gomez – we traded away recently for a bag of rocks. We didn't barely get anything out of him. He barely played for us. So to me, this trade, it was just them saying, oh, we messed up. We shouldn't have gotten rid of Tice. We shouldn't have made that trade with the Bulls last year. And again, it just, it makes no sense for me to, that you got rid of Schroeder for him. Obviously we'll see what happens. I love Tice. I loved him in Boston, but again, I just didn't love the trade. So that was just a trade that really confused me. The Celtics made some weird moves this this uh, tr- trade deadline with the other one being trading bull Bo right after you got him for a second round pick just to get rid of his cap space. So a lot of the moves before Boston was to clear up cap space. I don't know what they're planning on, um, but they're planning something. So maybe they had a deal that they thought they were going to get rid of Marcus Smart to get in somebody else with a big contract. Who knows? But... Those are really the, the the three big Celtics trades. Um, not major, I would say. The Derek White really is the only big one. Tice was a smaller piece, but Boston made some moves. We'll see how it works out for them. But I do want to get into the last the other trade that you guys made about a week ago, the Clippers trade made about a week ago, um, and it was you guys sent. Let me find it here. Oh.
1: Eric Bledsoe, Keon Johnson, and. Uh
0: justice winslow
1: winslow to portland
0: for norman powell and robert covington i loved this trade for you guys i thought this was one of the best trades that a team made in the whole deadline um i mean you get norman powell who's he can start if needed he can come off the bench if needed robert covington is a defensive guy who can he's not the best scorer but at times he can he can score for you if you need to and I didn't think you guys gave up really anything. Um, Eric Bledsoe, yeah, he's, I just didn't think he was that big of a piece for you guys. I think Norman Powell is an easy upgrade. Justin Winslow, Robert Covington is an easy upgrade over Justice Winslow. And Keon Johnson, yeah, he was a younger guy who I don't know if really showed too much to you. Um, but I, I think for what you got, you guys gave up very little. So that's my take on it. As a Clippers fan, what do you think of the deal?
1: I'm a huge fan as well. Uh, Winslow, Bledsoe, and Keon Johnson, I the only reservation I might have had was maybe you let Keon Johnson develop a little bit more as a rookie, but to, to get that haul back, I think I would be willing to, to do that deal, and we did. Um, I, I'm a big fan of both players, uh, Rob Cummington, a former MVP and a uh, huge hustle guy, and Norman Powell, so explosive, and in his debut against um, Milwaukee, I believe it was last Sunday, he had 20-plus. Um, I know we're in a little bit of a rut here we had three straight losses that did not help with last night's huge performance from Luka Doncic but uh, going forward I'm a huge fan of what we got and, uh, and, and so I chalked it up as a win. I would like to bring up one more and that's the surprising at first and maybe still so Patriots and Kings deal. Um, Tyrese Halberton to Indiana along with Buddy Heald uh, for Aaron Holiday, DeMontis Sabonis. And one Jeremy of, Lamb. Jeremy Lamb, yeah, because Woj tweeted Jeremy Lamb twice when he didn't mean to. Um, I personally, uh, as more of a Kings fan here, really wish they would have kept you were know, He finished second in rookie of the year voting. He loved being there, as he publicly stated. Um, I guess they didn't feel that he was a great two man tandem with De'Aaron Fox, but I would have let it road for a little bit longer. Um, I, but you could view Sabonis as a win now guy. Um, and so maybe they're really trying to break that drought that's been going on for quite a while. Um, and they could reach the plan. So I guess if they're satisfied with that, then this is a deal you make. Um, I know Sabonis did have 22 in their win over Minnesota um, on thir- uh, Wednesday, I believe, or last night or Wednesday, one of the two, I think Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, and so, yeah, a little, little interesting there. Um, two bigger names, uh, swap spots, and we'll see how each of them does. Um, I. I hope I hope it works out for Halberton. I really liked him with the Cyclones and uh yeah, with the Kings. I'm not a huge Pacers fan, but like I'm better than some other teams. So, we'll see what happens with Heald and um Halberton in Indiana.
0: Yeah, I will say my first reaction to this deal was what are the Kings doing? Um, but now that I'm looking at it a couple days later, I mean it's 3 days after the trade happened. I understand why they did it. And now I see more why, after getting them, getting DiFincenzo, getting another shooting guard in there to kind of, you know, replace Halliburton. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it is more of a win now move. I love Sabonis. I, he's one of my favorite players. I wanted the Celtics to get him, if I'm being honest. I mean, I, and so I love him going to the Kings because I have loved the Kings for a little bit, but they're one of those teams that it's frustrating to be, to like them. Because they make these types of moves with a guy like Hal Burton, who he wanted to spend his whole career in Sacramento. He came out and said that I'm pretty sure several times publicly, saying this is the place he wants to be. Um, and, you know, you heard reports that he was crying in the locker room. A lot of the players were really shocked. Um, but then you see on Wednesday, Darren Fox, after the win, hugging Sabonis, loving it. Um, so I guess in a basketball sense, this move makes sense. But, again, the Kings have struggled with culture a lot, especially over the, this drought that they've had, and I just don't think this helps that. Um, but, I mean, overall, I think it, it's a good trade for them. I think it will make them a better team if they're going to win now. And Sabonis is on a very, very team-friendly deal for another couple of years. Um, but the Pacers, if you think about it from the Pacers' side, Halliburton, Burton, he's still got two years left on his contract. You're going to have bird rights to him. You're going to be able to sign him to a five-year deal after that. So it's essentially getting this guy for seven years compared to Sabonis, who, yeah, he's got two or three years left on his deal at a very good team deal, but there's no guarantee he stays in Sacramento once that deal's up. So you're saying you're getting Sabonis these next two, three years is their window unless they can re-sign him. Um, we'll see how him and Fox can pair together. But, yeah, that was another big trade that happened. Um, I mean – We'll see how it turns out. I mean, I I like both these teams. I hope it works out for both of them. Indiana just needs anything, any hope they can get right now, and then Sacramento just needs to break that drought. Um, they really do. So we'll see if they can. Looks like they 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 might be able to this year. So, um, we'll just meant. Oh yep, go ahead. I was
1: gonna say uh, maybe you've forgotten based on the moves made yesterday and the day before, but Karis Levert to the Cavaliers for not a horrible uh. uh amount to part with and that's injured Ricky Rubio it's a shame he didn't work out but it's a business and then picks involved too um oh my goodness I am such a huge fan of that deal um as a Cavs fan I uh, maybe even it, you can relate it back to the Harden deal now um to get Jared Allen there he reunites with Jared Allen um I think the Nets are kicking themselves for not keeping those two players um so I am so excited for what's to come in Cleveland um one seed is is it I I'm just astounded to say that one seed is attainable and I really hope they get it because as I've mentioned before, I cannot stand the heat. And uh Wolson Bucks, of course, more talent, but uh they're only a game and a half back from the one seed. That is just incredible to say. And not to forget, without Colin Sexton either. Uh so all the credit in the world to Cleveland for doing what they're doing. Um, but yeah, great move. Carishalvert can uh, constantly ball uh as mentioned by Polo G in Cleveland.
0: Yeah, that move, honestly, it's one of the worst. But I, that Pacers, I don't even know what they were thinking. I mean, it's it's the full deal is Karis LeVert and second-round pick to the Cavs from Miami. For the Pacers, they get Ricky Rubio, who is not going to do much for them, if anything. They get a first-round pick, but lottery protected. It looks like Cleveland's not going to be in the lottery. Um, So that pick's going to stay with Cleveland. And then it's two second-round picks. So it's essentially Karis LeVert for Ricky Rubio and a second round pick because they swap, they, they swap seconds and that first rounder is not being a lottery. So I think that's a steal for the Cavs. Karis Levert, if you need a bucket, you can call on him any day. So I love that deal. And there's one last deal that I want to talk about. Um, and then there's one that I'll get to later on. That is another big one that I'm going to get to when we talk about who sold, who went crazy. Um, but this last trade that I want to talk about is the trailblazers. They blew it up. They are blowing it up. The only person they didn't trade was Damian Lillard, essentially, but he's hurt. Nobody, t- Nobody's really going to want to trade for a guy that's hurt right now. Um, but it is C.J. McCollum. They broke up the pair of Lillard and McCollum. He's going to New Orleans, not the team I would have loved for him to go to because I'm not a big Pelicans fan myself. But it is C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance, and Tony Snell going to the Pelicans for Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Thomas Sadoransky, Didi Luauza, a first-round pick that's protected, a second-round pick, which is ever better between two teams, and a 2077 second second-round pick, again, whichever one's better out of the two teams. So a lot of people moving, a lot of things moving. What are your thoughts on this trade? I think it is good for the Pelicans, but I hate to see CJ end up there. So that's my take. What's your thoughts?
1: Well, I wouldn't have minded it so much if if the next day the the Blazers don't ship Nikhil Alexander Walker for an injured uncle Joe Ingles. That was just comical to me. Uh, I w I wouldn't have criticized as much. If you keep Alexander Walker, a guy r- very much reminds me of Cam Thomas under the radar, 30 point games, uh, multiple. So uh, just clown show material there from Portland, in my opinion, to not keep Alexander Walker, but going back to the original McCollum deal, I don't mind the Pels. So I, I, I was happy to see him go to a team I can still root for him on. Um, I think he will fit well there with Devontae Graham and uh, he could be a nice mentor to an eventually healthy Zion. When that will come back, we don't know when he will come back. We don't know, but uh, yeah. And neat gesture there from Josh Hart and uh, NAW to where uh, go to their last game there. Um, the pals. And, and I know Hart wore Ingram's jersey. you know, we had Brandon Ingram, of course, probably the best player on the team. How could I forget? Um, So, big W, in my opinion, for New Orleans there and uh, Portland, yeah, really blowing it up uh, to rebuild around Dame, who they claim, but I, to to do, to be doing so. But if I'm a free agent, I, if you're, if I see them trading NAW, it's like, do I want to sign there? I mean, maybe that freed up cap space. And I think what I saw on Twitter was that by acquiring Ingles, it's just to, to have a placeholder kind of because then they might not plan to re-sign him so that kind of frees up that cap space at least it's like you have young talent in your hands and you give it away uh to a division rival too in jazz might I add uh so yeah that would be my take on, on that deal um that's what I'd have to say about that one
0: Yeah, a lot of trades happening, obviously. We can't get through, obviously, all of them because we would be here for four hours. Um,
1: Well, I'm sorry. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Another buzzer beater deal. Kind of, in my opinion, even swap of talent. Porzingis goes to our nation's capital for Dinwiddie to Dallas. Uh, Two players that uh, didn't work out in their respective areas, and and we'll see what happens now. I I like both teams. I don't mind both players, so we'll see what happens with that one.
0: Yeah, that was actually that was the trade that I was going to say that I think the Mavericks sold this trade. I like Dinwiddie, but Bertans on that contract, it's like you're giving up Porzingis' massive contract for a guy who literally actually does nothing. Davis Bertans, I'm sorry, he does absolutely nothing for this team. Um, and it's just confusing to me because I get your getting rid of, get of Porzingis' contract and you get Dinwiddie, but it just didn't make too much sense for me from the Mavericks standpoint. So, I'll. I, I mean, it's it's an early nomination, but they are who they are going to be on my who sold. I that that will be my first one. It's 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 early, but they are. I think this trade was a questionable trade for them. Um, but obviously we'll see how it works out. I mean, you have Luka Doncic who can drop fifty every day and hit seven threes in the first quarter if you need him to. <laughs> so, um, but we'll see how it works out. is heading over to Washington. Hopefully, he can revive his career a little bit and stop getting hated on so much. Um, but yeah, we'll see. So those are really the major trades. There's probably only one other major trade that happened, um, And that was Montrez Harrow going to the Hornets. That's the last one I guess we'll talk about. Montrez Harrell for Vernon Carey Jr. Ish Smith and a second round pick that is Boston's pick. Um, but I love this trade for the Hornets. I love Montrez Harrell. I'm, fi- I'm glad he's on another team that really needs him. I mean, the Hornets needed a guy like that, that can get in there, get boards, whatever. Um, but that, that's, that's my take on the last trade that we'll talk about. What do you think about that Montrez Harold trade?
1: Um, well, not to be completely on the opposite side of things, but seeing, being following him closely as a Clipper fan, when he went to across, well, not even across town, uh, to the, that other organization, Uh, I didn't really care for him, but then it kind of became apparent why they might have not been so keen to re-sign him, and he does provide some locker room issues. That's what I've heard from the inside sources. Maybe that's just rumble, it doesn't matter or anything, but we'll see if that can be straightened out in North Carolina. Um, So yeah, that's kind of what I would say. Maybe he can turn into a mentor role for Ball and the young guys, or will he return to his old ways, or will he just kind of stay out of things? We'll see, Um, but just not not a guy that i pair up that i would have ever imagined in a hornets uniform i for whatever reason i just didn't think of it but here we are
0: yeah that was it was a bit more of a shocking trade but i mean after looking at it i i think it's that will that will definitely help majorly for the hornets because they they can't rebound for anything i mean they got Mason mason plumberland that's pretty much it but um a lot of trades happening I mean, trade deadline was yesterday. A lot of stuff happened. Big movements. We'll see how they work out for teams. Um, last thing, we'll talk about NBA then. So I, after all these trades, who is, do you have a new favorite now? Who's your favorite now to win, win, win it all?
1: Well, what I will say, and if, if it was not apparent before, which I don't know why it would not have been apparent before, now it's solidified that we will not be seeing a Nets-Lakers finals, which I am a huge, huge fan of not seeing that. Uh, we'll, we could get some dark horse teams what it does open up the possibility for in my opinion which i don't always like to see um so i'm kind of hoping one of these teams gets knocked out well maybe not the western team because the team to knock that team out would be a team i can't stand either but what i was going to get at is it maybe opens up the possibility for a repeat finals um I, by the by the looks of the way is each team is playing the Suns and bucks um i, I would like to see somebody different. Uh, it would be go Suns for me again. I would hope that Chris Ball could get one if that's the case. Um, but maybe a, maybe a, a dark horse uh, a matchup could now be with the deals in place. Um, wouldn't this one be interesting? It just came to mind. Very unlikely, but I'd be such a big fan. as Jazz Cavs. Um, that would be something. Uh, I don't think that'll be the case. I, I right now... Uh, yeah, I, I, honestly, I would probably have to predict a repeat. I hope that's not the case, but that's just how I see it, things going. Maybe Suns, um, Bulls, uh, maybe uh, Warriors, Bulls. I, Warriors, Bucks. I really wouldn't like to see either because can't stand the Warriors and the Bucks just won. Um, so if we could avoid that, that'd be ideal. Sixers, I'd begin for it, but I don't know if uh, they can do it with uh, in this amount of time from just acquiring Harden. Um, so. We'll see what develops, but that's kind of how I think see things now shaking
0: out. Yeah, I for me, I don't know why, but I really think now the Nets are the favorite. I think they added what they needed, which was bench, and they got another guy that they they did not need scoring. They did not need hardened scoring in reality. They have Irving, they have KD, who are two of the best scorers, arguably ever. Um I mean, Kyrie's definitely not top five, but he's, he's one of the best scorers ever in the NBA. Um, and he is currently one of the best scorers. So I think the Nets is the team that I'll take from the East. From the West, however, I'm going to stick with the team that I had as my dark horse team in the beginning of the year. But now I don't think it's such of a dark horse pick. I'm going the Memphis Grizzlies. I think John Morant is on a mission and he is unreal i mean you saw flashes of rookie year and now it's just taking steps and steps and steps and he just keeps taking that step after like game after game week after week that he's just he's unbelievable the memphis memphis grizzlies have the roster to get there so that's gonna be my pick and i would honestly i would love to see that finals nets grizzlies i would be all grizzlies i'm gonna ride with them
1: quick interjection here uh if only Andre Iguodala was still on the Miami heat, because what if we had Grizzlies heat Oh, that would be the that's the perfect match for me, a team I absolutely despise, a team I absolutely love. Uh, but he's over in Golden State. So hopefully they don't make it. Um, but that would be uh, one that I would love if the Grizzlies could find a way to pull that one out. I'd be heartbroken if it went to Miami. But uh, so Grizzlies heat, watch out for it. That would be just like never in your wildest dreams. Would you have thought of that? At least I wouldn't have. Um, but uh, that's I'd be as close to tattooing a Grizzly logo on my shoulder as as you could be to to show how much I drew for them. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: I w- I would be right there too. I'd be getting a John Morant jersey. I'd be getting it all. I mean, a lots gonna happen. We still got months till even the postseason starts, but oh, gotta can't can't help but think about this type of stuff. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's going to be a great end of the season for the NBA. I'm. It's, it's nice to see the NBA back at this point where you really don't know who's going to win it. Unlike two or three years ago where it was like five straight years of it's going to be one of these two teams, or it's going to be that team. You knew it's back to being the NBA is finally good again in the aspect of it's very competitive everywhere. That's why you're seeing these trades made. That's why you're seeing all this happen. So we will see what happens. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. So, We'll see, but let's get into a little bit of college basketball. Um, we talked about it a little bit last week. Um, talked about a little bit of brackets. Before we get into the brackets, let's just talk about there were, there were a lot of upsets this week. Um, a lot of them, including my team, the Auburn Tigers, have fallen um, to a team that, honestly, going into this game, I mean, I saw the lines coming in this game, and I even thought this this could be the game that we do lose. It was in Arkansas. Arkansas is a team. Um, but even, even when they were losing, I was like, ah, I just think we're going to pull this out. We're going to pull this out. And they did not. Unfortunately, they did not. I don't think it will affect seeding that much. But Auburn does fall. What are your reactions to the, another one seed going down? And does do they drop out of that one seed position now?
1: Um, I don't think they do. In fact, I think they're still in contention for sticking at that uh, level of number one because Gonzaga has, if I'm not mistaken, um, three fewer wins. Uh, than the Tigers do. Of course, each team will have to take care of their business this weekend, um, which I predict them to do so. But uh, max drop would be too. So I'm not worried at all. Still one that's because of course your top four, get your one seeds. So I'm not worried at all, but uh, much credit though to the Razorbacks. You have uh, the transfer from the U, Chris Likes, helping out there and JD Note. hell of a game from him. Uh, kind of wacky there with the court storming with the lights flashing in and out and the Auburn player not knowing where he's going. Uh, but two great teams. There are two teams I'm excited to watch in the tournament. The uh, the A's from the SEC, um, the 1A from the SEC, as, many, as much losing as possible. I'm always in for it. I think we both agree on that one. Uh, but these two teams um, I'm a fan of, and so we'll see what goes on from there. And I guess to move right into the next upside, if you go down the line of uh, teams in rank order, last night, holy cow, uh, the Wolverines were packing the punch and packing, getting those claws sharpened to take out Purdue, because they did by uh, 20 plus, in fact, I'm gonna confirm the margin of that score line. Um, it was 24 points, wow. Um, yeah, Michigan really flexed their muscles there and they get back on the bubble because they were probably in jeopardy of a spot. Um, Jaden Ivy could just not help out his Boilermakers and that this loss, maybe that takes the Boilermakers out of a one seed, uh, conversation right now they could get back in it but I did not see that one coming I really don't care for Michigan I'm not a fan at all but I don't like Purdue either really so good to see the, that we will have a shakeup of the rankings um, next in line we go back to Monday a team I'm always down to see lose and that's Duke uh, they're not able to pull out in their own home versus uh two two seasons ago reigning champs Virginia you had the Reese Beekman uh game-winning triple so that was great to see that Cameron Indoor crowd get silenced, um, and yeah, if you want to take the next one, because we still have plenty to go with.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, quickly, I want to talk about the Duke game, though. Um, I mean, I, you know, I absolutely despise Duke. I mean, I think you're, are you pretty much the same way? I'm pretty sure.
1: It's, uh, it'd be close, but I'm. If I was a weapon to my head, you might see me putting on a. Uh, Oh, uh, no, I'm not going to say that. I could never wear any Alabama. But, like, Alabama, Duke, basketball, like, puke in my mouth. Um, but anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, but it's, it's, all, it's, any, it's a good day any day that you see Duke go down. Um, I mean, especially the way that it did. I mean, you just – the best part of it is knowing the fact that that whole crowd just instantly got quiet. I mean – it's it's tough to see your team lose that way but it's great to see a team that you really hate lose that way um so it's it is one of those things where obviously like yeah i get it duke fans like it sucks that you lost that way but you guys have won way too much you guys don't need it i mean are you kidding me you guys yeah so it, it, if anything this is just payback for all the dirty plays that grace and allen did there and many other players have done at that school, but we'll, I mean, we'll see if Duke can work their way back up. I'm, I'm guessing they'll only fall a few spots. They're not going to fall oh, majorly.
1: And yesterday they hammered Clemson. So
0: yeah, so they, they won't fall too much, but um, yeah, definitely. I mean, great day anytime Duke loses, but we have two more games that we wanted to talk about. I believe um, the first one we'll talk about is SMU edging out, edging them out. Uh, number six, Houston, 85 to 83. Um, I mean, it, it was a close game throughout the whole thing. Um, and SMU played the intentional foul card and intentionally fouled, uh, Kyler Edwards and they, it was, it was a very, very good foul. Um, obviously, I mean, it was in the, it was in the, in the act of shooting a three point shot, but they knew Kyler Edwards was not really the best free throw shooter. And he did miss two out of three. So it worked out. Uh, SMU got the win. So what are your thoughts on this game and just Houston going down?
1: Yeah, I watched the end of that one. I caught the the very end of that one, and the Cougars could not hit their free throws. Um, nice acting skills, though, to, to put up that shot to even get the three at the line. But, yeah, you got to hit those. And so the Cougars fall um, from the sixth spot. But I'll thank uh, the Virginia Cavaliers and Kansas – or I'm sorry, Texas Longhorns because they might – Well, maybe like one down, but they're not going to fall far because of those teams below them also lost. Um, But, yeah, a little upset in the American conference there, and it goes to show that uh, that's a a really competitive conference. Um, Definitely a multiple big league. Well, probably three to four plus um, are going to get in from that league, and I'm a big fan of that American league. It's kind of one of your, like, on the teetering scale of, do you consider them power five? Do you consider them group of five? Do you consider them? Not mid major probably, but right in between that. So I'm a big fan of that. Uh, nice battle there, uh, Dallas and Houston goes to the team from Dallas, and then I'll take care of. I think we we actually might have two more if you don't mind. Um, is the Longhorns of Texas take out Kansas? Um, I really can't stand either team. I'm always a horns down guy, and I don't really care for the Jags because they took out my Memphis Tigers with the Rose in that San Antonio tournament. But uh, if it means the rankings will get shooken up, shaken up, and it's from a team I don't care for. I'm in for it, so thank you, Texas. Um, and then I think probably your last one was that Sooners-Red Raiders game.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we have Oklahoma – I mean, they really rolled past them, um, especially in that second half. I know it was kind of a close game at half, but i got to give a quick shout-out to – I believe uh, – I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, but Umoja Gibson. I don't know if I pronounced his first name right. He hit eight threes, Eight. Eight. That is, I mean I don't know if you're gonna if you finish with 30 and five boards and I mean it, that, that's how you put your name on on, on the map there. Um, I mean if you're can't really hit 83 then many people get by that especially if you're especially if you're looking for shooters there up in the NBA if you can keep that rolling um but I mean it was the final score was 70 55 um, and they went Oklahoma ended the game on a great run. Um, really just to finish it off. They were, they were holding on there for a little bit and then I went on 10 three run just to really kind of just finish them off. Um, and yeah, everybody, they hit six three pointers and I pretty sure the second half alone, um, just a great game from Oklahoma. I mean, I, I had, my sister used to live out in Oklahoma. So I would say I, was, I, I, I would I would root for the Sooners, not a huge fan of them. Just like same with Kansas. My sister used to live out in Kansas. So the Jayhawks, not a huge fan of them, but, don't uh don't hate them. So, two teams, big wins. I'll i or Kansas not a big win, but I'll, I'll root for Oklahoma any day of the week, especially over Texas Tech. Who not a big fan of Texas Tech. So that, that's my thoughts on that game. What are your thoughts on the last game of Oklahoma and Texas Tech? So
1: actually I actually am a Red Raiders fan. So I, I was not pleased to see that one. Um, but you know what happens, and if it means that we can get some teams not that you don't always really see in the top ten, I'm I would support it. Um, so that's probably what will happen with that uh, though. I think that the Red Raiders won't go too far and they're a strong team. They, they took out the Longhorns and of course, in that Chris Beard return game. Um, and then, yeah, of course, they were the runners up, not this past season, but uh, this, well, so I guess a couple of years ago from the cancellation. Um, but yeah, but you gotta give credit to Porter Moser and that Sooner squad. Um, that one, probably if all but of sortifies a spot in a tournament. Um, and I know they were unranked, but they'll get closer for sure. Um but yeah what a week of college basketball upsets and what that plays into is my favorite segment and that's Bractology.
0: Yep, yep. I'm very uh, we're back. I'm with Jerry Palm again. You know didn't love his bracket last week and I'm looking at it now. Not exactly loving it again this week. Um, <laughs> a couple a couple of weird calls. And um, you're back with, uh, what's his name?
1: Joel Linardi from ESPN.
0: Joel Lenardi. So, um, I'll start off, though, real quick with my just shocking ones. Just The team we just talked about, Oklahoma Sooners. We both, I think that that solidifies them in it. I think they should be in it. But, again, Jerry Palm updated this morning at 7 o'clock in the morning, and he has Oklahoma as last four in. I do not agree with that I think they should be solidified in and that would mean that whatever team wins that one would go on to play in Buffalo against Michigan State on the other side we got Tennessee and Wagner so two two teams there that wouldn't be I'd like to see then um, we also got SMU another team another big win that you see that SMU get they're a last four in but they're 17 and five I to me, To me, SMU, I get they're not in the biggest conference. They're not playing always the biggest teams, but for them to get a victory, especially by, I'm pretty sure it was by, was that the one that was by a decent margin? Oh, no, it was a two point, it was a two pointer, but still, I mean, it's a a big win against a number six ranked school in the nation. I think that again solidifies SMU in. The other two teams that are on that last four in Michigan, just like we just talked about another team with a big win. So apparently I guess uh, Jerry Palm doesn't
1: care at all. Very, very high standards.
0: (laughs) Yes. You got to, you got to win more than one big game uh, in February to be solidify your spot. But Michigan is the other team in Miami of Florida. uh, They are in the U they are the last four in, and then the first four out for, for Jerry Palm. We got Wake Forest. Again, he still has Wake Forest as last or first four out, which blows my mind. I, I if Wake Forest doesn't make it, I will be shocked. And Wake Forest should like throw a revolution or something because they they, they deserve to be in this tournament. We also got Florida, another team that I believe maybe they're on the outside, but I think they'll end up making it in. I think they'll, they'll, they have enough. And then two teams that two other teams that one, I I think will make it. And one, I don't think will West Virginia. I don't think they'll make it in. I think they are a first four out. Um, They just, they, it's not their year. The full court press isn't working for them this year. It's just not their year. then the other team is North Carolina and they've had a up and down season. They're not how they usually are. They're not a big school. Obviously they don't have Roy Williams anymore or anything like that, but They're 17 and seven. They do play in a, in a little bit of a bigger conference. So that one's not too much of a miss for me having them as first four out, but I mean, Jerry Palm, I'm looking at this list right now and I, I, I'm confused. I am confused on this. So let's, let's talk a little bit then about Lombardi, Lombardi's list and see if his list is a likable list or not. So what do you got for him?
1: All right, so uh, he agrees uh, with one of your first team outs and that's the Gators. Um, he has those guys as the the overall first team out. So the literal, I guess you would say the 69th team um, to miss it, first to miss, because you have a field the 68. Last team in, um, probably because of their narrow in last night versus the Loyola Marymount Lions. I'm not a fan of this team, but, uh, and I don't know if they even deserve to because they lost to Utah Valley as well. So I'm hoping this changes. That's the BYU Cougars. I really don't care for them, um, but that's what Leonardi has. Um, last four in overall, man, not a great list for me. I only really like one of these teams, and that's Creighton. Um, he does have them in, but he has the U, Tar Heels, and BYU getting in as the last teams in. First four out, my guys, the Memphis Tigers. Uh, win versus Tulane helps their cause to move up. Hopefully we can get that swapped for maybe one of those previously mentioned teams for the last four in. Um, The Aztecs from San Diego State as well are on that list. And then the UAB Blazers. They're having a great season in the CUSA. Um, So we'll see if they can get in there. Then next four out, would love to see the Belmont uh, Bruins get in. Um, That'll be an absolute battle between them and Murray State um, for that OVC title. And I would love to see both teams get in one for an at-large, but that's at risk. St. Louis Billikens, next four out, the Mississippi State Bulldogs, who interestingly enough, have not won an away game this year. That is wild to me that they're even considered in this next four out category. That, That is crazy to me. And then the Wolverines, he has his next four out as well. That, so that's similar to Jerry, uh, Jerry Palm. Um, now what I like to do is I like to look at the Buffalo brackets for this year. Um, the first one for jo- Joe Lenardi would be an interesting match up here. That's the Spartans. I'm taking on the Iona Gales who did lose to Niagara. So that kind of bumps their seeding down, I think a little bit. Not a matchup I wouldn't love to see, but it's a battle of the V's. Uh, Let's go Vermont in this one, Vermont-Villanova. Villanova, Villanova, not a stranger to playing in Buffalo. They played here in the last time the tournament was here, if I'm not mistaken. And then the other Buffalo games would be, um, oh, interesting here. We have the Buckeyes uh, playing against Steph Curry's Davidson Wildcats. And then um, Providence, a team I'm really big on, uh, playing against those same Wagner Seahawks. Um, so that's what I'm getting for Joel Buffalo brackets. Any other interesting things here? Um, one seeds are Gonzaga, Auburn, the Wildcats of Arizona, and then he still has Purdue at the one. So that's interesting. Um, my guys from Wyoming, he has as an eight. They'd play a good team in St. Mary's. I think they just lost, though, at Santa Clara. Um, that's a great game, though. Um, I'd love to put the Crimson Tide on upside watch here versus the Ch- Chattanooga Mox. Um, let's go Mox in that one um otherwise other other things i'm seeing oh this i'd put the cougars on upset watch too versus the south dakota state jackrabbits i'm big on them um murray state lsu that'd be a great game um two prestigious schools duke and yale in that same greenville bracket um anything else of note uh Uh, i'm always a big fan of the the mexico state uh, aggies so that's what i'm getting from Lenardi's bracket
0: yeah, for Jerry, the rest of Jerry Palms, I, I already went over, I think, the the Buffalo teams. It would be Michigan State playing the winner of Oklahoma and SMU uh, as the 12 seeds. And then we got Tennessee and Wagner, like I said. And then on the other side, we got Iowa State and USC. Wouldn't necessarily love to see that matchup in Buffalo, but, I mean, it would be a good one. And then Providence versus Yale. Um I, I would I would like to see Providence. I don't know if it'd be much of a game. I don't think Yale would really make that much of a difference for them. Um, but the one seeds that that Palms got kind of interesting here. Um, I mean, he's got Auburn at one, he's got Arizona at one, he's got Gonzaga at one, but he's got Kentucky at a one seed, which to me, I would still personally put I'd probably still put Providence or Purdue over them as that one seed. Um, even we've talked Wisconsin before as, as a one seed, but I don't think they'll be able to push their way to that. But it, it's a little bit shocking to me. They got Duke as a three seed here. Duke versus Chattanooga, the team you were talking about, would love that upset. Um, and then, like you said, w- uh, Wyoming here, we got as a seven seed uh, going up against Oregon first round. Uh, they would play the winner of Wisconsin and LBSU, uh, which is what? Long Beach State University, which... love to see long beach state university get a win um and then i just want to make a couple he's got a, a little on the bubble list um which has some teams that are kind of shocking to me that are on the bubble um the first five that he's or first seven that he's got i think are all kind of solidified i think they'll make it which colorado state i don't know how they're on the bubble i think they're in davidson another team they're they got to be in They're They're 10 and one against their conference, 20 and three overall. I, Indiana, I could see them dropping out. Um, they've been struggling up and down. Seton Hall, another team I love, would love to see them make it. They They're on his bubble. Boise State, which is a very shocking one to me, because, again, they're nine and one against the Mountain West, 18 and five overall. I get they're not in a big conference, but if you dominate your conference that much, I think you deserve a spot. And then Murray State is also on the bubble. Another team, 13 to go against their conference. I understand it's a smaller conference, but they're 23 and 2. Th- this team has to be in the tournament. They just have to be. And then the last one I'll talk about is another one of my teams, Notre Dame. They're on the bubble again. Um, they're 10 and 3 against the ACC, but again, they're a team that I just feel like should make it. Um, Loyola Chicago is on the bubble here. Memphis, we got on the bubble. Memphis is not even on his list either. Couple teams that you said on your list that were missing on mine that I'm kind of shocked about. I can't remember right now. Um, but just I, I'm not loving Jerry Palm's bracket so far. We looked two weeks in a row, and I'm sorry, but they just have not been that great to me. Um, but we'll see. So a lot of teams, a lot of movement. We'll see again next week what goes on, but. I think we, we, we've got our teams that we're rooting for. And I guess the last team I'll talk about that is not on either of our lists. I believe is St. Bonaventure has officially dropped out. I think that they've kind of messed their chances up. Um, it's just not their year and that's fine, but Hey, I guess no teams around Buffalo really representing this year. You'd be kind of had an up and down season and Bonnie's again, same thing, but We'll see. Maybe Bonnie's can squeak it in in this last little bit they got to really prove themselves. But
1: well, I mean, we should note Niagara was able to take out the MAC favorites Iona. Um, if they could do that in the in the conference tournament, that'd be wonderful. I don't see it happening, but crazier things had. Um, yeah, so that's pot, the possible local scene.
0: Yeah. So we will be back again next week, obviously with with more of Jerry Palm's great brackets and Joe Lenardi's brackets, even though I think I, now that I think about it, I think I said, kept calling him Lombardi earlier. Um, But Joe, Joe Lenardi, I like his brackets a lot more. If, yeah, I'm going to say, don't, don't listen to Jerry Palm too much. I don't think really, no hate to Jerry Palm besides his brackets. He's probably a great person, but your brackets are not good. Um, but let's get into the last, last little bit. Everybody's favorite, favorite topic. Everybody's favorite game. I mean, we do it every, every end of every episode who sold, who went crazy. I guess we'll start with sold because one of mine, I already said, which is the Dallas Mavericks due to the, the trade of Porzingis. So that's my first one. You can go with your first one then now as who sold.
1: Let's see here. Uh, who sold? I'm just going to have to go with the Portland Charlotte Blazers overall at the deadline. I mean, mentioned before. Mikhail Alexander-Walker, they don't even let him play a game. Just ship on right down to Salt Lake City. So I don't agree with that. So that that would have to be my 1st who two-sold.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we're going to see a trend here. I think my, my, my third team is also going to be an NBA team. But this is a team that did absolutely nothing. Um, and it's the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm sorry, but that team – I've watched that team for, the, for a while now – And I I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a LeBron fan, not necessarily a Lakers fan. I'm a LeBron fan. This team might be one of the worst teams I've ever seen outside of LeBron AD. Because Westbrook, that was the worst trade I've ever seen. I thought of it right as soon as they made that trade. Why would they make that trade? And it's proving to be the worst trade of the whole entire past 365 days. It's not a good trade. It's not working out. And they did absolutely nothing to touch that team. This team might not even make the playoffs and they didn't do a thing. Um, and if you're LeBron, you're looking around, you're 36, 37. Now this team doesn't have any draft picks. This team barely has cap space. Where are they going here from here now? Cause they basically are throwing in the towel this year saying, Oh, this isn't our year. Where do you go next from here? And for the Lakers, I just think you needed to make a move. You needed to go do something. And they sat back and they didn't do anything. And I do not think they'll make the playoffs now. I, I don't even think they'll make the play-in tournament. Um, and you know, I was big on the Lakers before this year, just solely based on them having LeBron and AD. AD looks nothing nowhere, nowhere near what he's looked like in the years past. Um, and Westbrook, obviously, it. I, I feel bad saying it because I loved Westbrook through his whole career. He's been a. I, I've loved him. I've wanted, He's always. I've always been a fan of him, but he is going downhill. Like I've never seen a player go downhill. Um, and it's, it's sad to see. So the, the Lakers are going to get my second who sold got to do more. So that's my second.
1: Uh, to round it out. Um, I'm going to have to go with the local guys, uh, last night and even uh, before the all-star break, just a dismal performance in Nevada, uh, the Sabres. And then uh, last night you have a two goal lead but yet are not able to hold it. Uh, it's just a, it's Groundhog Day all over again, it seems like. Uh, you let in three straight uh, and and that's, that was 16 seconds into overtime. And as I was walking out, the security guard said, well, at least it wasn't 13 seconds. So just another knife in the wound there, but uh, so disappointing.
0: Oh, yeah. It, it Sabres, it'll be rough for, for a little bit longer. I mean, they've showed signs, obviously, of having that young talent. But it's it's going to take a little bit longer. And it's, it is frustrating when they just keep dropping those games that they should win. Um, but, yeah, Sabres have been on who sold a decent amount. But I believe we actually have one more each left. Um, I'm going to go in the NFL here. I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. And it's going to be because of their hire, Lovie Smith. Look, Lovie Smith... I, I love Lovey Smith. I loved him when he was, I believe where was he in He was in Chicago Chicago, yeah, Chicago. I loved him there, but I, looking at who was Brian Flores, obviously, I know he has has that that, that lawsuit now. but how do you not look into him? How was he not the guy? even in January, how was he not the guy? You see teams pass and Brian Flores should have been the first coach hired out of anybody that's been hired in my opinion so far because I think he's a good coach. And you're gonna go off of a guy who has already had experience, has already not really done much. In Lovey Smith, for a franchise who is again, where are they going? They don't, we don't know what they're doing here. They have the Deshaun Watson in, in the scenario. They have Davis Mills. Are they, is he gonna be their guy? They it, they have so oh. much question. They have such a question mark. And you go out and hire another guy that. You already kind of know what type of coach he is. So I I just think the Texans, I think you messed up that hire. I really didn't love it. So Texans are going to get my third who sold. And I know for a fact this has not been their only time on this list. So the Houston Texans, welcome back to the list of who sold.
1: Well, I'll stick in that division with uh, the team that's been the laughingstock of the league for probably all the way since they should not have uh, had that blown call go against them. Of course, it favored the Pats. Uh, in that AFC Championship game. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars. I really am not a fan of this Doug Peterson hire. Would have liked to have uh, looked to get Byron Lefkowitz. Um He just made the most sense to me. Um, Peterson, sure, he won a Super Bowl, but we saw what happened a couple seasons after that abysmal. So I'm not a fan of that at all. I don't think it'll work out. I think it'll hinder Trevor Lawrence's development, personally. Uh, so hope prove me wrong, sure, but that's how I see it right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A couple of questionable hires this off season, guys that I ex- really expected to get hired that just did not. Um, and one of them being left, which Kellen Moore didn't get hired. Um, I mean, even um, the Casey guy, I can't even think of it. Yeah. I mean, it, there's just so many guys down the list. You can go down the list of being like, how does this guy not get a job as a head coach? And then you look at guys again, like Doug Peterson, getting another shot, Lovey Smith, getting another shot. The Dolphins was it Mike McDaniel's questionable hire to me again too. You just so many questionable hires that I, every time I think of it, see these hires, I'm like, what are these? Are these guys actually professionally in, in this league? Um, but again, a lot of times we're proven wrong too. Sean McDermott was not looked at as a good hire when he was first hired, so we'll see what happens. But those yeah, those two definitely with the Texans and and um, the Jags just two hires that don't make much sense. So let's get into who went crazy. Uh, you can go first for this one since I went first for who sold. So who was your first went crazy?
1: Oh, uh, that's going to be what we saw last night. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. I'm a big fan of that one. Eight straight for the Raptors now, I believe. And he has 42, um, really just showing off his stuff. A uh, ton of 30 pointers, uh, uh, in past times this year. Um, and now he finally eclipses that 40-point mark. So I love to see that as I'm a Raptors fan. Um, and so hopefully he can continue that for Toronto.
0: Yeah, Toronto's been one of the surprises of the NBA so far this season. A lot of people thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA. And they're looking like they could push for one of the mid-seeds in, in the East. Um, so, yeah, go! I mean, I'll always be root for the Raptors, I think, because you, you as well. I mean, our neighbor's up north. So Raptors keep it rolling. But my first who went crazy – I'm going to go over to hockey, a guy who is actually retiring. I'm going to go with Tuka, Tuka Rask. um Even though he was on Boston, I'm not a huge fan of the Bruins. He has recently retired after battling with injuries, kind of derailed the end of his career. But, man, did he have a great career. Um, and he, his entire career, did go crazy after taking over for t- the infamous Tim Thomas, who everybody loves Tim Thomas, even though he's on the Bruins. I loved him. Um, but tukarask hanging him up, just can't can't physically do it anymore. And, you know, I hope the best for him in the future, but tukarask is going to get my first who went crazy.
1: My well, number two for me is the guy that uh, took it to my guys last night. And that's Luka Doncic with 51. Uh, holy cow. But what's crazier to me though, is that the Mavericks only won by uh, single digits, if I'm not mistaken, or very low double digits. Um, you would think with a player scoring that much, it'd be a blowout, but uh, it was cut close. However, the club's highest score was 21 while Doncic has 30 more at 51. So we gotta figure him out as we play him again on Saturday, tomorrow. Um, but you, you gotta give credit where credit is due. And in this case, it goes to Luka Doncic with 51.
0: Yes. I mean, I, I okay. saw that he
1: huh? or one not to interrupt, but it might tire be one behind the season high this year of that may have been KD.
0: I believe KD dropped 52. But I could be wrong on that so yeah it was up there for one of the best games of the whole whole entire season and I saw he hit seven and threes in the first quarter I mean that's just insane I don't think he might he might not even have hit one the rest of the game I don't think or maybe not till late because I saw that he had stuck on seven for a while but 51 points can't really argue that Luca Luca's doing Luca things and I hope the Mavericks don't ruin his career. I hope that he can can either win one there or go somewhere else and get his what he deserves because he's one of the best superstars in the NBA and he's doing it at 22 years old. So, Luka Doncic, don't think that's the first time he's been on here. But my second, who went crazy, I'm gonna go with Demar Derozan. Um, I mean, he's just been on a tear. Dropping 45, I believe, 36 last game. I think he's been in the thirties seven out of his last eight games or something like that. Um, and the Bulls have had a lot of injuries, and DeMar has stepped up. And, I, I mean, I've always loved DeMar when he was in uh, Toronto and then obviously he went to San Antonio and didn't really do much because San Antonio wasn't the greatest team. But now he's in Chicago, and that team looks like they can make some moves. So I'm going to go DeMar DeRozan as my second, who went crazy?
1: Well, to round it out, um, I will have to go, uh, maybe this is not specific, but uh, I'm going to take it anyway. And that's uh, teams that played uh, better teams in college basketball, as we all just summarized. But I I can't remember this many upsets um, in one week's time. Uh, It it was at least five, if I'm not mistaken. So a lot of credit there. Um, We'll see a huge shift come uh, this upcoming Monday. Um, And and yeah, so hopefully that can continue for the tournament, as I'm always a supporter of upsets. Um, Also, got to give a shout out to the Longwood Lancers. Um, Allowing to know in conference play, I think they've never made the tournament. That is one team that has never made it. So hopefully they can snap that uh, program-long drought. Um, and we'll see what can happen there. So I'll go with just kind of the underdogs and college hoops.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely was a crazy week with upsets. Um, maybe you maybe won't see that many in a week again. But, I mean, hey, I wouldn't mind it. Um, my third who went crazy is going to be a prediction of what them going crazy because there's been a lot of talk. Ex- I mean, obviously, I, it, it's a long shot that it happens. But it's going to be the Buffalo Sabres. I'm going to predict that they go crazy. In the trade market in the next little bit, not maybe not in like next, obviously not till the off season or whatever. There's a lot of speculation. The Connor McDavid, another coach fired. There's a lot of speculation talk that he might not be happy there anymore and that he might want out, just like Jack Ock like, wanted out here. Sabers have the assets. That's all I'm saying. So I mean, it may, I, I, it probably won't happen, but if the Sabers do, that will be. I, I really, it would be the craziest who aren't crazy prediction of all time. So I'm going to go with the Sabres. Hopefully they can, if it is true that McDavid might want out, I, I hope they aggressively go after it and make sure David, en- McDavid ends up where he should have been to begin with. Um, so I guess it's it's not exactly a, a great who aren't crazy pick, but uh, it's a, it's a hopeful who aren't crazy pick. So Sabres made it on the list twice. Uh, and sold and went crazy. Um, and one might not even happen. So Thanks that's you know, going to
1: be. Connor you McDavid, know, we get Patrick Kane. We somehow, I don't know if you could do this, but find a way to keep Alex Tuck. And my heavens, I, I would, it, it, theoretically, I, I just don't know if there's a deal with Edmonton that you could avoid keeping Tuck. But at that point, it's like priorities here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: I'm just picturing that 30 for 30 music. What if I told you the guy that was always meant to come here eventually does. It just took a detour.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It it, it, it would be, it would be a great day for the city of Buffalo if that happened Um, regardless of who we give up, obviously we would have to give up a lot. Um, But I don't think fans would be that, that, that disappointed in getting Connor McDavid. So who knows, who knows what will happen. Obviously nothing even will, even if it does happen, it won't even be talked about again for a couple months because the trade deadline has just passed in the NHL. Um, I, or no, it's coming up in the NHL. March
1: 21st.
0: Yeah, so it's coming up in the NHL. A little over a month left. Who knows what will happen? We'll see. Um, but Connor McDavid, potential saver? We don't know. But um, all right, so another week of sports coming up. Another big week that just happened. Um, we'll be back again next week. Connor, you got any last words?
1: Um, not 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 a ton, you know. I it's it's not for me. It is not go specific team. It's it's go funny commercials and happy with whatever happens. So ready to sit back, relax, eat food, and drink beverages and enjoy.
0: Yeah, this weekend is a uh, it's a let's hope for a good game and nobody gets hurt. That's all we hope for. Um, so hope you guys enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. College basketball, more NBA. NHL, just all the leagues going on this weekend. Hope you guys enjoy it. and we will be back next week. So thanks for listening. Oh, a little last thing tomorrow.
1: Hopefully baseball could return soon. Maybe we'll get some news on that front. Who knows? But keep those fingers crossed.
0: Yes, we will. we will keep you guys updated. So we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you.